the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Looking for strategies to help you protect your portfolio in these uncertain times? Visit RobBlack.com. RobBlack.com. Powered by EP Wealth. So this is a show dedicated to getting you to retirement. And yet, when I'm taking a look at the group of people, the baby boomers, who are currently playing the most with retirement... 70% of the income that you need while you work needs to be replaced, essentially. Just 25% of retirees generate that amount of income. Are you ready for a big gap on what you earn now versus what you thought you were going to be earning in retirement? Members of Generation X who are sandwiched between millennials and boomers are most likely to say they're behind on retirement with more than 50% admitting that they won't be able to replace 70% of their income. That's my generation, the Xers. Um, if I could admit right now that I wasn't looking good in 10, 15 years retirement, I'd downside, downsize my lifestyle right now. I would nudge my savings higher. I would find ways to save outside of work plans. I would stay invested. I would delay claiming social security benefits. I would plan to work a little bit longer. Those are all real truths about me. But fortunately... I've done well saving for retirement and setting up an income portfolio. So let's talk about what we're seeing on the market. But 50% of my generation has not. Just say no. Now that's the game that I'm playing here is I talk to you about what I'm seeing. Your job is to say, where do you fit into this and take away what you need to. Lumbering migration back to the office has reached a major milestone last week when 50.4% of employees in the United States say they're now commuting to work. It's the first time since the pandemic that the return to office rates exceeded 50% of pre-COVID levels. It's a big issue. Yesterday, the NASDAQ was down 1.9%. The S&P 500 down 1.3%. The Dow Jones Industrial Average down three quarters of a percent. The Dow Jones Industrial Average snapped a six-day hot streak. And like I said earlier, I don't want this month to end. And I could be funny and go, I can't quit you. Like January, I love you. I could try to be that, but you get the idea. I, I'm happy. Uh, do I expect us to go down one more time? I would not be surprised. Do I expect us to be in a better place a year from now? I will do. Do I give it 100% odds we'll be in a better place? I don't. Do I think we'll be in a better place two years from now? I do. And the odds improve again. EV is getting cheaper. Yesterday was one of those stories that I enjoyed doing because inflation, bad news, inflation, bad news, inflation, bad news. And now today it's like, ooh, or yesterday was, hey, Ford announced they're actually going to cut prices on the Mustang Mach-E by 8%. Put the price range at around 46000 to 64000 some of them will be sold at a loss, that means. Um, is that great news? It's good news for the consumer. Discounting now is a good idea for some. 
as higher interest rates make financing auto purchases more expensive and recession fears leave people less willing to get the piggy bank, smash it and get out what's inside of it. Plus, Ford and Tesla are considering government tax credits worth up to about $7,500 by getting to that $65,000 or less threshold on the vehicle. So Tesla cut prices to stimulate demand. Ford cut prices to, I guess he could say, stimulate competition. Very, very interesting. Let's talk about what we're seeing today out on the market nearly a wrap on the first month of January 2023 and today we it looks like we start strong again it's nice to see it's good to feel nothing has changed overnight even though there's been a rush of earnings news and some better than expected manufacturing PMI and non-manufacturing PMI for January out of China tomorrow we get the Fed meeting and the Fed meeting press conference and I, everyone I'm talking to, they're pretty much so believing that Jerome Powell is not going to smile. He's not going to say anything nice about the January rally. He's going to look a little bit grumpy, saying we still have work to do. No, we're probably not going to raise interest rates, or we won't raise interest rates. The plan is not to raise interest rates in 2023. Or no, no, no. The plan is not to cut interest rates in 2023. Maybe a couple more hikes. I think that's the grim, stern message he's going to give us. Caterpillar, McDonald's, Pfizer, Nexon Mobile are all trading lower after the reports. McDonald's is not loving it. Whereas General Motors, beep, beep, UPS and Pulte Group, as well as International Paper, are all trading higher. I own shares of Caterpillar. I'm trying to see if I own any of the other ones there. And I own Caterpillar for one reason. They make big yellow tractors, and they'll be making big yellow tractors probably for the next 40 years. I'm never looking to get rich on Caterpillar. I'm looking to get a dividend from Caterpillar. I'm never looking to get rich quickly. I'm looking to get rich slowly. A pleasing fourth quarter employment cost index, which is just a fantastic word. Pleasing. Try that with your spouse today and see if they don't grab a knife and threaten to cut you. How was dinner tonight, honey? Pleasing. Would you like to have some intimate time with me? That would please me. Don't use it. Don't do it. Wait till after Valentine's Day. But compensation costs were pleasing because they increased just 1%. Followed a 1.2% increase previously. Wages and salaries, which account for about 70% of compensation costs, increased 1% versus the prior 1.3%. That's a material drop. Employment cost moderated. That's pleasing. It's funny the words that we come up with to kind of convey the feel of Wall Street. I hope you guys appreciate what I do. Um, soon enough, January 2023 will be over. And earnings season will march on. We get the Fed tomorrow. We get the job openings we get the job report on Friday. We still have a very, very busy week. It pleases me. <laughs> I'll stop. I'll stop. I promise. But it does please me to have a, a rosier attitude than saying, yeah, it was a rough year last year for a lot of people. First rough year in a long time. 
So it pleases me that they've got a little bit of respite. Good time to reposition your portfolio for long term if you can't handle volatility. Pull a little Jack Nicholson out. The truth is you can't handle volatility. So we're digesting a slate of earnings. It's a lot of work this week for people in the industry. Strength from some mega cap stocks, falling treasury yields, and we wait for Jerome Powell tomorrow. If I were to say rock, scissors, paper, I I would say that's going to be the swing day. Yeah, there will be some earnings from Apple and we'll you know celebrate or we'll cry. Um, but I would say it's the Jerome Powell show this week as far as um, Jerome Powell is going to trump what we see elsewhere. Exxon Mobil, big oil company. A lot of people are really angry. They're reporting record profits. Like, why not give a tax break? Why not give a break to the consumer? Well, is that their job? If you were to get a 20% raise today and I were to tell you, why don't you give some of that money to your neighbors? You'd be like, nope. 30. Now, then you get into questions of have these companies been bailed out by the government and have they had their back scratched kind of thing. And I, I don't want to get into the politics of it. Tonight, we get Electronic Arts reporting numbers. We get Match Group. We get Snap. We get Striker. Lots going on. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Big event coming up February 9th in Cupertino at the Juniper Hotel. Sign up at robblackshow.com. Don't want to work forever? Check out the Retirement Planning Guide on robblack.com. That's robblack.com, powered by EP Wealth. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Hopefully you're learning that the United States goes through cycles and will continue to go through cycles. And are we in a bottoming? Are we in a bad? Are we in a good? Are we in an up? In the end, I don't think it, it, it does matter. It does matter. But I don't think it's something you should be obsessed with. If you're changing every three months your style, I'm the wrong show for you. At the moment, the risk-free rate of returns high, T-bills and treasury notes, AAA-rated bonds from Ginny May, Government National Mortgage Association, along with tax-free municipal bonds. And then the risk scale starts to go higher. Now, fear of missing out FOMO is one of the big driving forces on Wall Street. There's no doubt about it. But if you change your colors too often, you're going to get caught at some point in time timing it incorrectly. Dividend growing equities is still my core equity style, but also I like growth names and tech names who are essentially monopolies. Um, but I can add a lot more to it than just that. That's summing me up a little too quickly, if you know what I'm saying. Uh, not a smart thing to do in the long run. Let's talk about what we're seeing out on Wall Street today because we have a full show for you today. Pfizer issued sales guidance of 67 to $71 billion for the year. That's a decline from record-breaking profits in 2022. It's a pharmaceutical giant. Um, last year, they hit an all-time high driven by more than $50 billion in COVID vaccines and antiviral sales. Pfizer expects revenue for 2023 to decline up to 33% compared with 2022. Company expects $13.5 billion in COVID vaccine sales in 2023 and $8 billion in revenue for Paxlovid. Pfizer's forecasting earnings that doesn't really matter to you, but ultimately the company booked income up 43% in 2022 over 2021. They expect profit to drop about 50% from its record high. Um, 
So I guess you're looking at about 15 billion roughly. Now, again, that's napkin style math. Don't take that to the bank. Spotify shares are popping today after uh, Spotify, obviously competitor of Apple Music, right? Spotify is in an interesting position right now because there's a chance, there's rumors on the street that Apple's going to open up its operating system to other stores. So if companies like Netflix and Spotify want to get around paying 30% for the financial transaction to Apple, they can advise people go to, instead of calling it the Apple store, let's call it the faux Apple store. So that you get the idea that there could be two Apple stores on the same operating system of Apple's OS. Um, History shows that that second storefront won't be as effective as people want it to be. But short term, you could probably look at Spotify and say, wow, if they can get people to pay them monthly, quarterly, annually. And not have it transaction go through Apple. Could be powerful. And again, this is just a rumor. Just a rumor. Um, you can see how it's unfair for Spotify to compete with Apple. Apple has Apple Music. Apple doesn't have to pay a 30% transaction fee. Right? Same business model. Let's get artists who sing. Sing. Sing a song. Spotify reported 489 million monthly active users for the quarter, up 20% year over year. Company reported 205 million paid subscribers, up 14% year over year. Spotify said a couple weeks ago they're cutting 6% of its global workforce, and they've let go of their director of content for podcasts, maybe as a way of saying, that's not really panning out. I'm not going to talk much, much more about Spotify. You have to do your own research. I don't own it. In the past, I've looked at it because... There's very few companies who dominate a space with a whole generation. And millennials and Generation Z love Spotify. The only reason I'm using Apple Music is because I own shares of Apple. Otherwise, I would be using Spotify. There's not a lot of roads taken to choose from. You go down the road of Apple, you go down the road of Spotify. I think most of us say Spotify has a slightly better experience. Although Apple is getting some pretty exclusive concerts on their their TV, if you have a music subscription, it kind of works hand in hand really, really well. Uh, the integration that Apple has done through the years of having their speakers work with the TVs, having the TV product work with a phone, having the phone work with the Mac. Literally, you can have your phone and be exercising in one room, watching it on TV, getting a little sweat on. Take your phone, go to another room, and continue to watch what you're just watching. It's like, that was integrated seamlessly. Elsewhere in new, Showtime is going to combine with Paramount Plus. They're going to rebrand with a new name. I don't know. So do we care? Netflix, yay! Disney Plus, yay! And we start going, do we really need more? And it, maybe we do. Maybe you really, really like Yellowstone. I found it on the dull side. But I have really high hopes when it comes to TV shows. GM smashed expectations and guided for a strong 2023 despite a margin squeeze. GM handily beat Wall Street's expectations on top line revenue, bottom line earnings. They forecast another solid year of results. 
that strong report suggests GM is hanging on to record or near record results, even as the automotive industry begins to normalize. I've hit Pfizer pretty well. I've hit Spotify pretty well. Who am I missing? I'm missing someone. I'm not going to do Showtime. <sighs> Too many services. Caterpillar costs bite in the first earnings miss since 2020. Caterpillar posted lower than expected profit for the first time since the start of the pandemic as raw material costs continue to climb. They make iconic yellow bulldozers. I've always wanted to drive one if anyone has one that I can drive, but I don't just want to drive it on your farm. I want to drive it on 101 in a rush hour and just piss everyone off and then just run out of their cars in a sign of, you're going to honk at me while I'm driving this big rig? Caterpillar is grappled. So that's a fun word to say, isn't it? Grapple. With rising freight and material costs along with global supply chain troubles. They did not give a lot of details on the raw material costs. I think it is a bellwether company to study because it's a harbinger, another big SEC, uh, SAT style word for the broader economy, since its machinery is key for construction, mining, and energy sectors across the planet. One minute. Earnings report comes as economic uncertainty from the Americas to Europe to Asia leave investors unsure. Again, with that said, and I'm pretty comfortable with that name. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about money, investing, and more. McDonald's had a quarter. Um, profit grows as inflation-weary customers flock to its restaurants. Consumers have been trading down from full-service restaurants and going with a Big Mac power calories push. Um, Big Macs, McNuggets, whatever it is. You know, I have a friend who's convinced McNuggets used to be high quality when they first came out. And that there was a bait and switch. I wouldn't doubt. I wouldn't say no to that. But I don't know if I have to live in the world of conspiracy theories. February 9th, big event. Cupertino, Rob Black and your money. Meets up with CFP Chad Burton. Talk in retirement. Sign up at robblackshow.com. Visit the Rob Black Show online at robblackshow.com. Listen to archived podcasts, market updates, and information from EP Wealth's certified financial planners online at robblackshow.com. The housing market is inching towards zero year-over-year home price gains. We've seen the National Association of Realtors November data. Now we're seeing the Case-Shiller November data. And we're, it's cooling. Month to month, it's cooling. Year over year, it's cooling. Um, making it more of a buyer's market than a seller's market in some cases. Don't get too crazy. Don't get too arrogant. But it is interesting to watch. In December, the most recent month for which existing home sales data is available, the median single-family home sold for $372,700. That was an increase of 2% from December 2021 to December 2022. So we're inching towards zero growth, and that's okay. If you bought a house in the last nine months, you might be going, whoops, I timed it wrong. Maybe you did. And that's fine. Ten years from now, you're going to be okay. Two weeks from now? I don't know. Let's talk a little bit more real estate with Tony Mendez from Bay Area Loan Source. He's got a show on Wednesdays at 2 o'clock on this station. I think I got that right. Wednesdays at 2, right, Tony? That's correct. Thanks, Rob. 
hosted the Real Estate Report with Gordon Hines. He will be at my event February 9th talking about income and retirement. One form of income and retirement could certainly be a rental property. Um, but can you afford the median home is the big question, or should you wait? Um, it's something I'm going to be doing probably at the end of 2023, sometime before the first half of 2024. I plan to either buy a rental property and or a retirement home for myself. Um, a retirement home that I would probably rent out for a few years in large part because I'm not retired. Tony, let's talk about buying real estate with a partner. Um, and you will be at the event February 9th talking real estate with anyone who brings questions. You're not going to be a presenter, but you will be there for anyone that shows up and has questions. What do we need to know about real estate with a partner? Yeah, um, you can take this latest wave of, um, you know, the, the ups and downs in home prices and home prices are up and then you have the higher interest rate. So a lot of people are kind of thinking about how they can afford a property and sometimes they bring in a partner. Well, that's, you know, it helps you qualify, but in the, what is your exit strategy in, you know, worst case scenario? Yes, it can help you buy. Yes, you, you know, you have, um, you know, you might get a duplex or a fourplex or a single family and you, you can coexist. It could be a unmarried couple. It could be, you know, just two brothers, for example. And, <clears throat> pardon me, and you have to understand that when you commingle you know that ownership you're also commingling the liability and getting out of that property is just as important as how you get into the property and a lot of people make a mistake in not setting up agreements in the beginning that can protect themselves from you know lawsuits and arguments and i mean we've had there's a saying in the in the real estate business that says if you want to lose a friend or a family member buy real estate with them yeah it's interesting that you say that because um, I can barely get along with my spouse when it comes to financial decisions. If you and I were to become business partners in real estate, I don't think I can get along with your spouse. Like, I don't even want to deal with that. <laughs> um, do we sell it now? Do we go with uh, you know San Diego versus Phoenix? Where are we looking? Eh, too many amateur, non-professional real estate people, all with opinions on where they want to pick up a home and that's just the start of it before you get into who pays the mortgage who what what percentage what happens if you can't pay the mortgage there's a lot of problems so having a contract written by a lawyer is the only way i would do it and to be honest with you i want to do it and it's and it's not just buying a property uh you know putting both putting equal amount of cash in both living in the property or maybe not maybe it's an investment property but it's also co-signing let's say you have a um, you know you're older you co-sign for your son or daughter buying a house that also kind of ties you to the property. If you're on the loan, you're going to be on title. What do you do later if there's an, an issue with maybe your credit or maybe the person that's making the payment? So it's not just about buying property together. It's also about co-signing. So be very careful if you have a loan officer that says, hey, you really like this property, but you don't qualify, get a co-signer. you got to really kind of follow all of the steps through from beginning to end to make sure that, that you understand all of the, the implications of co-signing. Now, let me give one more example that people probably don't think about. Um, a lot of young people are deciding not to get married. Uh, they don't want to ruin their weekends with children, is the thought, and I totally understand that. I totally get where that's coming from as a guy who feels like an Uber driver on weekends at times. Um, but I know a lot of millennials who are, they want to see the earth together and they want to be, have a romantic partner, but they don't want to have kids. They don't want the money with the uh, fees tied towards kids. They, they get a, a home, maybe he owned it first, maybe she owned it, 
and then they start paying the mortgage together and then whoops something goes wrong it's it happens all the time what else do we need to know tony as we wrap up this segment it's important you know in a scenario like that it's important to have an agreement i mean even even being married i'm not saying get a premature agreement but you you have to have some expectations about how you own the property that scenario where uh, let's say that I own a house already and then I get married. What happens to that house? Do I have an agreement with my new spouse on what happens if we get separated? Is this a family house and so on? So it's important to have an agreement up front. Just as the, it saves so much trouble down the road when it comes to lawyers and the fights, and especially when the other family members come involved, you know, want a piece of the action of, of, or equity of that house, it becomes a little hairy. Yeah, even um, the way we handle real estate and death is something I find very interesting. Um, I have not had this conversation with my children yet, but we have a vacation home, and I can clearly say you both can spend six months a year in it, or I could sell it and divide the money when I die. Um, a lot of thoughts about ownership in real estate. You have a great show Wednesdays at 2 here on KDOW. There's a replay Thursday. You can find out more by going to bayarealonesource.com that's bayarealonesource.com the show is called the real estate rapport um with tony and gordon uh you've got a great partner on the uh who, who knows a lot between the two of you many 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 years of experience so thanks very much tony mendez is going to be with me at the event he's a long-term friend and he's the guy i do all my mortgages with i'm asking questions about real estate he will be there thursday february 9th from 6.30 to 8.30, Cupertino at the Juniper Hotel. You can sign up at robblackshow.com. It's robblackshow.com. And hopefully you think about real estate before you get into real estate. Hopefully you think about it before you say things. Well, well, it's always gone up. You got to have more thoughts than that. I think the stock market's going to be different in the next 10 years than it was in the last 15, as we're now in a higher interest rate environment. If we go back, and thanks for the call, Tony. If we go back to lower interest rates, maybe I'll change my opinion. But right now, I'm going to have to operate in a higher interest rate environment. Same thing with housing can become very problematic. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. I'm Rob Black. Even if you're making $100,000 a year, more Americans are living paycheck to paycheck. The number uh, being reported having their budget squeezed climbs to 9.3 million in a new poll. Most of the increase comes amongst relatively high earners. That's probably not what you were thinking, is it? You're like, no, no, the people who are, yeah, no, no, the people who are struggling is a lot of us. The Federal Reserve is likely to hike interest rates again. That's on conversation for tomorrow. Federal Reserve is widely expected to hike rates by a smaller one quarter of a percentage point. Which isn't essence, in my opinion, kind of admitting that they're closing down on the rate hikes. Um, not 50 basis points, which used to be considered large, not 75 basis points, which we saw too many times, it feels like in 2022, but 25 basis points, much more normalized world. The Fed needs to sit back and watch as this plays out in the debt markets. They need to sit back and watch as it plays out in the labor markets. Can't really do a lot to bring wage inflation down as a tool by raising interest rates. That's going to raise the cost of buying goods, and that should slow down some purchases as people go, huh, I don't know if I should be financing 
my groceries and financing my car and financing my home with these higher interest rates, maybe I should hold off on something. Demand kind of starts to dry up. Supply still sits there. Those who make the supply say we better cut rate or we better cut prices. Um, but wages are tough to cut. They are tough to cut. Um, Trump is suing Bob Woodward and publisher for $50 million over use of his interview recordings. Uh, I don't care. It, it, that's ancillary to what we're doing right now. Politics is a very, very important part of investing. But eh, I do a weekly interview with Adam Phillips from EP Wealth. He's the director of portfolio strategy. And we always try to include something on the stock market. We try to include something on um, the economic data, something with interest rates tied towards it. And sometimes we include politics. And this week we're like, let's not talk debt ceiling this week. That recording will be put up today by noon. You can find it at YouTube channel, Rob Black Show. YouTube channel, Rob Black Show. It's my favorite channel on YouTube. Ha! And I do honestly, I this is a weird confession. I watch more YouTube than I watch television. My kids watch way more YouTube and TikTok than they watch television. The IMF hike global growth forecast as inflation cools and household spending surprises. That's probably the story that's not going to get a lot of play today. That's probably a really good story for you to hear. So the IMF International Monetary Fund is hiking global growth forecast as inflation cools and household spending surprises. It has revised the number um, with the expansion. They see the global economy growing at 2.9% this year. Now, in 2022, the global economy expanded 3.4%. So it's cooling, but it's far from a recession. Find me online at Rob Black Show. Big event coming up February 9th in Cupertino. Questions about Social Security? Check out the Social Security Retirement Guide at robblack.com. That's robblack.com, powered by EP Wealth. We do have a mathematical problem in the United States. We're not making enough babies to replace people who are very slowly dying. Number of births per death this year is something we eyeball. Number of births to deaths. It's profound that we could even talk about that. Almost every developed nation is falling short. Infertility rates slightly greater than two births per woman. America's fertility rate is at 1.8. The average for high-income countries is 1.7. We need more babies. Or we need babies ultimately create workers. That's the idea there. And down the road, that's one of the reasons immigration has been such a plus for the United States, because it brings in workers. Now, I'm not going to get into the national debate there on politics, Republicans versus Democrats. But all things considered, I'm pro-immigration. Great country. We've been built on it. Is there problems with the system? Yes. But 84% of women want a taller man. They want a partner who's taller than they are. The problem is women are getting taller than men. Men are getting shorter. Women are getting taller. Women feel there are fewer worthy men. Women value financial capacity of a potential partner more than men do. 71% of American women say it's very important for a man to support his family. Only 25% of men feel the same about a woman. It's a vicious cycle that we're in, and it's 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 looking on a data-wise problematic. 
And we're seeing more and more young people say, you know, the biggest stress in your life, Rob, it looks like your two kids, you want to take care of them and your spouse. Yeah, it's true. I don't want that stress and I don't want to have kids. A lot of people are starting to say. And this is one of those arguments can go really dark really fast. And I don't want that to happen here. But I'm, I think we have some data problems. We need workers. We have too many job openings right now that aren't going fulfilled. That's called the JOLTS report, the job opening survey. Um, so even though we talk about chat GPT taking jobs, we still have a lot of jobs opening up. Now when I say chat GPT, I'm talking about tech in general, like kiosks. I love stories and I hate stories about the janitor who's worth $8 million. Um, he was a hard worker. No one knew that he was a multimillionaire. The career path of a janitor is not exactly the one where you go, yeah, he's ended up with $8 million. But he was frugal. Warren Buffett's famously frugal. This guy sounds like he was crazy famously frugal. He drove a second-hand car. He used safety pins to hold his worn-out coat together. He even continued to cut his own firewood well into his 90th birthday. It's a painfully straightforward approach. Spend less than you earn. I am not a fancy dresser. On occasion, I, I apologize to my spouse. I'm like, I'm so, so sorry I don't dress like I did when we dated. And it was because I was trying to woo a spouse. And it, it's it's a shame, but also I don't really think buying clothes is a great idea for the planet. I also don't think it's a great idea for the budget. So being frugal, is that the way of doing it? A little bit. Longevity helps, too. Ronald Reed, the janitor worth $8 million, lived to 92. Warren Buffett's 92. They've both been in immensely from working longer than average. Most people retired 55, 58, 60, 65, 70. They both work till they're 90. Um, worthy of no. I'm just, again, do I love the stories about janitors turning into billionaires? I, I really don't. All the markets are higher today. Let's end with that as a super positive, digesting latest slate of earnings news. We're in earnings season. Tomorrow, it, it all could change. The Fed Reserve is going to have their decision and their press conference. And then the talking heads are going to take over. But I think the Fed's seeing some of the things they want to see. Smaller gains in wages. A stock market that was very problematic last year, wiping a lot of wealth. But this year, instantly thinking the Fed, yeah, they're going to probably uh, bluff. And at some point in time, stop raising interest rates. The IMF is saying the world is going to avoid a recession this year and grow in the mid twos. That's not too shabby. We have jobs, but we also have businesses that are bloated, dealing with high costs of labor, high cost of materials, logistical issues. But those are all starting to work their way out. And what we need is to see corporate America cut jobs, push up the unemployment rate, skosh, but hopefully not to 8, 9, 10%. Five would be lovely. Um, as the unemployment rate is low, we tend to 
have more leverage as employees telling our bosses, hey, if you really want my services, you're going to have to pay me. But when the unemployment rate starts to creep higher, we have a little less courage to go to the office and say, take this job and shove it. Today, we're seeing strength in consumer discretionary communication services, IT materials, weakness in utilities. Amazon is going to start charging Prime members up to $10 in delivery fees on grocery orders under $150. One minute. I think I think that seems like reasonable. But it's Prime. It's supposed to be a perk. But you're not supposed to get like a you know, six pack of soda delivered to your house for free. There's just not enough margins in that. Tech giants have cut tens of thousands of jobs. Automakers are hiring them pretty aggressively. Interesting, right? He probably didn't see that one coming. The Gemini twins from Facebook, they're under a lot of scrutiny right now for making promises on safety of crypto and their platform. And that's not, not good. You know, Juniper Hotel, sign up at Rob Black Show, YouTube. I'm going to do four events this year on the peninsula. This is my second of four. Juniper Hotel, 630 February 9th. Sign up at robblackshow.com. For more information about EP Wealth, visit robblack.com. That's robblack.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.